Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Today we hear from Herbert, who, it seems, has been listening to episodes from earlier this year. Either that or this one got lost in the shuffle and I just found it, and I honestly don't know which. Anyway, Herbert was listening to me excoriate Aaron Sorkin, and he has written a reply. Herbert says, One of the big problems with Sorkin is he recycles dialogue. There are even YouTube videos showing minutes of examples. By the time he got to West Wing, we had heard his best dialogue enough times that it was tired, especially by the later seasons when he isn't just recycling dialogues from earlier projects, but recycling dialogue for a second or later time in West Wing. Oh no. I suspect his news show series post-West Wing has zero new dialogue, but between some of the worst preachiness of West Wing, which accelerated over its run, and the loss of freshness in his dialogue, one of my biggest attractions to his work, I didn't bother. I guess the lesson is, you can never really rest on your laurels. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth. Now, much as it pains me to do it, I'm going to defend Sorkin a little bit here. And then I'll have to go take a stiff drink. A lot of writers will repeat things that work really well, and they'll repeat them and riff on them throughout their career. Um, one of the things I have caught myself repeating and riffing on is the idiom, he was as good as his word and a lot better than his English, or a lot better than his speech, or whatever. Something about that particular ironic linguistic twist has some deep meaning for me that I can't quite explain, and so it keeps winding up in my dialogue, because, or my narration, one or the other, because subconsciously I'm trying to figure out what it is about that that's got me. And sometimes when I'm reading through and I find that I have used that, I will strike it, and sometimes I'll let it through. So you'll, you'll see it a few times over the course of my bibliography. But every writer... Uh, okay, I'm going to interject here and say that even your first reader, me, mm -hmm. has not noticed this particular tick. Oh, okay. My zeroth reader has. <laughs> <laughs> But every writer that I have studied in depth will have a few things like that, these particular turns of phrase or particular favorite metaphors that they will lean on a lot. This is not exactly what Gail Carriger calls a writer's tick, um, which, I mean, I suppose it could be, but most of the time she's talked to me about hers and mine. She's talking about things like um, space filler words, like the way I will use particularly... At the drop of a hat. He uses it at the drop of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, because my hat keeps getting blown off in the wind. 
That's particularly windy today, don't you think? Said at the drop of a hat. Yes. Um, but uh, it's sort of the next level above writer's ticks. It's some, it, if you don't overuse those things, they become a part of your voice and style. And if you do overuse those things, you tend to look like you've got nothing else to say. So it sounds as if Sorkin goes way past the voice and style part. But in defense of recycling things that work really well, or things that you're developing and making work better, uh, that is very much a issue of writerly voice, and you don't want to air too much on the side of trying to be fresh and new every time so that you scrub your voice out. Uh, everyone will find a different place in that balancing act, and every audience, and maybe every audience member, is going to have a different slightly different level of tolerance for the amount of that that a writer does. Some will love it, and some will find it mildly annoying, and some will find it absolutely unbearable. But your mileage may vary. (laughs) Thank you very much for sending it in, Herbert, and I'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions, Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation, submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat, or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.